This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like to hear more information about what we talk about today, for callers in Wisconsin, you can call our Lake Geneva number at 262-729-4128. For callers in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Also, feel free to go on our website at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. K-R-A-M-E-R is how you spell my last name. And while on that website, you can view the past couple of podcasts we do simply by clicking on the media library and radio tabs. For subscribers to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you can view all of our past podcasts. And if you have any questions or if you'd like to schedule a face-to-face -face meeting, feel free to reach out to us. We're here to help. So our topic today is going to be on the seven habits of highly successful investors. So as we go along with our day-to-day -day lives, often we push some of the more important things off to the side. It's stressful. We have other things that we want to deal with. And so often investing, investment planning, and income planning gets thrown off to the side. It's not, a, it's not something we really want to deal with. Although we know we should deal with it, often we push it off. There are plenty of individuals that get deeply involved. Sometimes they almost get too involved where they do decisions that are more emotional based and we'll talk a little about that today but before we get into our topic i want to introduce you to my co-host tony shore tony how are you doing today well i'm doing great jim thanks for having me on the show once again and i've had a great week kind of busy this last weekend was my daughter's graduation party she graduated high school this year and we had her grad party last weekend so that's a lot of planning and preparation and Kind of a hectic day and it was hot out but other than that it went great uh, there was some great food we had a lot of folks stop by so she was very happy and that's what that's all about so that was neat other than that just to, you know plugging away how about you what are you doing oh i had a pretty busy week tony just got back from a trip and uh through the weekend really i was just trying to do some catch up yep and um that was a nice week we had some hot weather where I went was very hot. When I came came back, it was just as hot yeah. here in Wisconsin. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Um, today's Monday, busy day. I'm excited to do this podcast with you, Tony. Excellent. Well, I, I, you know, you said we're going to be talking about seven habits of highly successful investors, and, and that sounds great. I imagine uh, one of the one of the seven habits is if your name is Jim Kramer, right? I mean, that's. <laughs> That's that's helpful. Yeah, that would be helpful. Well, I always get um, confused for the Jim Cramer that's on TV. Well, sure, yeah, but you don't yell as much. 
which no, is nice. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- you know, he does a great job on TV. But if he was a financial planner sitting side by side oh. with some people, I think he would frighten those yeah. individuals well, with his with his intensity. Yeah. He's he's entertaining. Let's put it that way. Um, he's not. You know, he's not always spot on with the financial advice, but he is entertaining. So I know that's why people watch him. And uh, I've actually, you know, uh, a guilty pleasure watching the other Jim Cramer once in a while with his sound effects. And, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we have our sound effects, but I'm in control of them here. So uh, Mm -hmm. so we don't so you don't turn into uh, the TV Jim Cramer. That's why they let me have the board and the control of the sound effects. But. Um, what's going on with the stock market? Now we had a, a huge drop the other day, uh, about a week ago, and it's just been a little volatile, right? That's right. <clears throat> However, it came right back up again. Yeah. So, so there you go. Stocks have been, stocks have been up and down, but for the year, Tony, stocks have been doing yeah. great. Yeah. So yeah, doing our stock market update. Um, you know, the beginning of this year, the NASDAQ stock exchange was way behind the other two major indices in the United States, the S&P and the Dow Jones. Um, now we see the NASDAQ really catching on fire right now. So uh, we're looking at all three major indices that are up over 15% year to date, wow. with the S&P 500 being the best performer up at 18%. And the bond market, while it's it's still in the negative for the year, it's catching up a little bit. It's not growing anywhere the near the way stocks are growing. But over the last couple of months, it's up 3%, which for the bond market is pretty good. Uh, it's still down three quarters of a percent this year. So really, this has been an incredible stock market year for investors, the bond market investors. It's been very, very slow to nothing as far as what they've received. Interesting. Well, uh, that's interesting. And I know overall it is up. So I guess that's a good thing for folks with good thing. Yeah. With money invested. So uh, especially if you have, you know, you're entering into retirement and that's where your retirement funds are. uh, You want to make sure that (laughs) that's squared away and and you have a good balance uh, of stuff that's at risk and not at risk. And I know that's what you help your clients out with. So if our If our listeners need a plan in place to help deal with volatility or retirement income, financial investments, I know they can just pick up the phone and give you a call. Uh, Listen into our shows. You cover a lot of topics, but let's jump into this uh, seven habits of highly successful investors. Okay. So the first one is to save early and automatically. So if you have a 401k retirement savings plan or something similar to it, today, many large uh, private employers as well as government uh, uh, entities are automatically uh, putting 3% of someone's savings or their earnings into their savings plan. So whether you request it or not, they're automatically doing that these days. However, that's typically not enough for the average person in order to retire comfortably. And it's also vitally important to know what the employer's contributing as a part of that plan. You want to make sure you contribute at least up to the maximum that the employer is going to contribute in order to get the most from that employer. So today's age, we we typically will have an employer contribute up to 6% of an employee's paycheck. And it's typically 50% of that employee's paycheck. So that the employer will typically throw in about 3% 
As long as you contribute up to 6%, you'll get that. So that's the very minimal, at least. Now, some employers don't contribute. Some can contribute less than that, and some contribute more. It's vitally important for you to know exactly what's available to you. And again, we all get bogged down by things going on in life, but that's something that you really need to take advantage of. And as long as you have additional money set aside that you know you're not going to need, then increase your contributions into your plan. Make sure you're putting in enough so that you can look at your retirement and know that you have enough uh, enough retirement savings. And the sooner you do it, the better. Delaying it is only going to make things harder. And the other thing is look for... Uh, putting enough money aside for sort of a rainy day fund, not necessarily for retirement, but you know, when other things come about, you want to make sure you have the money there. If you put that into your employer sponsored plan, you won't have access to that money until you're 59 and a half at the very least. So having a well-balanced uh, savings plan can go a long way. Yeah, yeah I, I would say so. So save early and save often <laughs> and, right. and automatically. Exactly. Uh, all yes. three, early, often, and automatically. That's really important. I mean, how many people I bet have said, and you've heard them say, I, w- I only wish I'd started saving for retirement earlier or putting money yes. away and saving more money when I first got a job in my 20s. I mean, I, I kick myself all the time that I didn't start that sooner. So uh, I know that. What's next? Okay, so number two is to expect financial emergencies. So according to a recent survey, about 30% of American adults say that they wouldn't have cash to cover unexpected um, expenses of at least $400. That's 30% of Americans wouldn't have $400 to cover some unforeseen expense. Now, that's actually according to the Federal Reserve. So that's that's really sad that we really need to make sure we have that looked at. So while we're contributing towards our retirement plan, which for if you're a young in person, you, can, you really can't get access to 59 and a half. But you also can't ignore the fact that you need to set additional savings aside. You know, typically a good barometer is three to six months worth of bills that you should be able to cover in case of emergency, such as you lose your job, um, some major expense occurs at home or, or you need a car or for whatever that is, but at least have that amount of money set aside. So in combination, and don't ignore your retirement plan, but make sure you have that additional money set aside so you're not dipping into that uh, 401k or other type of employer-sponsored plan because there's gonna be a 10% penalty Plus, it's taxed based on your earnings, based on your marginal tax bracket. I mean, you could be just destroying your retirement plan by pulling money out too soon. Well, yeah, and you don't want to do that. So you have to plan for that. And I know that's what you help your clients do is plan. Uh, But uh, financial emergencies will happen. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's a big part. So that's another habit of highly successful investors is to expect financial emergencies. Uh, What's next? Okay, next one is to set up an asset allocation strategy and diversify. So part of what can make it tough to build an emergency fund is, is, um, you know, things get away with your lifestyle. We spend money. We don't have the ability to uh, set that money aside because we're spending it without thinking about it. 
uh, you know, especially in this day of cars and and phones, everybody's looking for the the newest Apple phone, and uh, we're looking to take it vacations, and we're ignoring the retirement dilemma that so many people have that you and I have spoken about before. So being able to, you know, once we look at setting money aside and investing is to, you know, put your money in various um, investments. Don't throw it all into, let's say, the hottest investment that's out there. So if U.S. stocks are the best place to be, well, it doesn't necessarily mean you throw all your money into it. You know, if you're going to follow your accounts every day, you might be able to get away with that. But typically, if you're a busy person, throwing all your eggs in one strategy means you're going to be required to reallocate it into something else once um, that investment runs cold. And diversifying can be the best way in the long-term sense of being successful. So diversify it into large cap investments and small cap investments. Uh, That depends upon the size of those publicly traded companies. Large cap are simply that. They're typically blue chip stocks. Um, Invest in, in investments that you can afford to live with if it things don't go well. You know, if you have a long time horizon until you need that money, make sure you put your money in something that you know, hey, if it's going to drop 30 to 40 percent in a moment's notice, you're going to be okay. Uh, Typically in a 401k, you're going to be fine because you keep contributing into it as well as your employer. Um, But set up an asset allocation strategy that goes into a number of different investments, which could include real estate investment trusts. And then just let it go and make sure you rebalance you know, in part, maybe every year, um, maybe even, you know, every quarter. And that way you can let things go and don't worry about it. Sure. Yeah, that ma- that makes sense. So uh, we've gone through the, the first three, uh, seven habits of highly successful investors. Uh, what's the next one? What's number four? Yeah, the next one is going to be similar to number three, but a little more in detail. Okay. So it gets into your risk tolerance your time horizon, your income needs, and your age. So as you know, Tony, as we get older, we typically tend to go more into conservative mode. We've sure. grown our, our retirement plan. Now it's time to be more defensive compared to when we're younger. We're trying to grow our money. So being too defensive with our money can work against us. Um, your risk tolerance is really important though. How you react when times are not going well in the investment universe is critical to your long-term success. So if you haven't done this, I urge people to do this. Do a risk tolerance quiz. You can do it on my website at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com and find out what you're comfortable with. How much of your money should be at into riskier investments, which include stocks? Um, how much of your money should be in safer investments, which aren't always exciting, but at least can grow and typically will grow at least at the rate of inflation? You know, what's that balance that you should have? And then you follow it. Don't, like we said before, don't try to throw all of your money into the hottest investments. You're taking a lot of risk and the best investors follow their risk tolerance. Also, consider your time horizon. When are you going to need this money? So if you have 30 years until you're really going to need this money, you're 29 years old and you're thinking you're going to retire somewhere around 59, 60 years old. Sounds great if that's the case, but you got 30 years. So I wouldn't be so mindful of a, of a stock market crash compared to somebody who's 55 years old and looking to retire within five years, then we have to be a lot more mindful. 
Or how about that investor who's already retired, who's drawing a decent amount out of their retirement nest egg? The question is, can they afford to go through the cycles of a market of a a 20, 30% drop? How would that affect them? That's where working with a good financial advisor can help them. Uh, Knowing what your income needs are, what your age is, age-appropriate investing is something that we do with our firm. We try to educate people as to how to think about their money in terms of what's good about the market, what's bad about the market, and knowing that you know it's not a question of if, it's a matter of when the stock market's gonna dip. It always happens. Sometimes it's the dips are short, sometimes the dips are long. And it's about preparing for those ahead of time and not doing it as a reactive basis because that can really make an investor unsuccessful is making moves with their money when the market's already down. Right. There you go. And so obviously uh, that's really important, you know, time horizon, looking at income needs, uh, your age, uh, it makes a big difference and everybody's situation is different, uh, which is why it's so important uh, uh, to work with somebody like yourself. So what's number five? All right. So number five is to use an advisor if you're not an expert yourself, but somebody who takes on the role as a fiduciary. Now, there's a number of good investment advisors out there that have a fiduciary role. And there are some that are investment brokers. There's nothing wrong with some investment brokers. There's very good ones. I, you know, I used to be one. I I understand that brokers have a role to play. However, they are not fiduciaries, not in the in today's sense. So taking on uh, a, an advisor can be invaluable. And the one thing I want to tell you, though, once you take on an advisor who acts as a fiduciary, we are not fortune tellers. We do not know exactly what tomorrow is going to bring. Neither is a broker. If somebody's guessing and telling you what things are going to happen, they're, they're guessing. Nobody really has a pulse on what exactly is going to happen in the future. So you should not consider paying that advisor for that kind of crystal ball uh, information. But a good advisor is going to be proactive, making sure you're put into the right types of investments, considering your situation. And that encompasses a number of different things, much of which we've already talked about here today. Um, But that advisor can help you to make sure your overall objectives are being met. Such as, is there a fear of running out of money? Is that an objective? Making sure your money lasts you the rest of your life? Is it about tax minimization? Is it about maximizing your income so you enjoy it? And how do you do so considering other objectives that are along the, the line? There's, there's many different objectives that my clients have. And so when you hire that advisor, they're here to help. We're here to help. Put your investments in the right places. We consider taxes. We consider income planning. We consider estate planning. Uh, there's just a number of things that go into this. So when, if, unless you're an expert yourself, rely on someone like that. It can be, you know, the, the money you pay the, that advisor can be well worth yeah. it. Yeah. So that's one of the seven habits of highly successful investors. They work with, uh, you know, uh, financial advisors who are fiduciaries, who have a financial responsibility to look out for their best interests, as you do for your clients and the people you work with, Jim. Uh, That was number five. What's number six on the list? Well, actually, that was number four. Oh, that was number five. I apologize. You're right. (laughs) All right. Number six is spend. uh, This is an obvious one here, Tony. Spend less than you earn. Wait a minute. Stop right there. I'm going to stop you right there. You mean 
I can't spend more than I make. I actually, right. you're saying I actually have to live within my means. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you're no fun. Jim. That's hey, an you're obvious no one. fun. Now you sound like a financial the, 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 services professional. I know. Here I am. I'm telling everybody to be incredibly frugal so you can invest money. No, you know, the truth is, obviously, you got to enjoy yourself. You got to, you know, go get those, you know, do those vacations, but don't do it so often that you're not able to have any money set aside. Uh, It's very important you consider both the short and the long term. So while I say spend less than you earn, which is an obvious uh, piece of advice for individuals, is don't deny yourself those things that you enjoy, but put it together within a budget with whatever you're, whatever you make, you know, set aside with you and your partner, put together that budget of, of wants and needs. You know, the needs are something that you have to spend. There's nothing you can do about that. But the wants, try to consider some trade-offs. Obviously, that doesn't mean denying yourself everything here, but maybe perhaps a little denying goes a long way. For long-term planning because the government is not going to be there to cover people in retirement. You have Social Security. You and I have talked about this. Only covers 40% of your pre-retirement income. So there's a difference there of 60% that we have to make up. That's where the savings plan can come in and come a long way. So if, if we're having a hard time setting savings aside because we're spending Uh, a lot. That's where putting together a budget can be invaluable. Working with an investment advisor, we can help you to do this. Try to make it as painless as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's really important. Obviously, uh, spend less than you earn is wise advice. I'm sure we've all heard it and everybody should know that, yet (laughs) human nature uh, and especially in, you know, our society and uh, with all the marketing and all the material items, uh, a lot of people get into trouble uh, with credit cards and things. But if you're going to be a successful investor, uh, you need to spend less than you earn, obviously. And I think that's a good yes. point. I'm glad you talked about it. So now we've talked about one through six. What's number seven of the seven habits right. of highly successful investors, Jim? All right. The next one is maximize employee benefits. Ah. So we've already talked about the the 401k, making sure you're contributing at least up to the maximum that the employer is willing to contribute into your plan at the very minimum. So if the employer is going to kick in 3%, but in order for you to get that, you're going to need to put in 6% of your pay, then do that. And don't think anything about it, you, which you which you have automatically deducted. You're not going to notice it. Um, if you have the ability to put in more, you put in more. But this gets to beyond just putting money into your 401k. Sometimes there's offerings made by the employer that might benefit you um, beyond just the investment part of it. There could be life insurance op- opportunities where you can purchase life insurance through work at substantially lower premiums than what you would have to pay if you bought it on your own with often what we call limited underwriting. So if you have some health conditions, often you can get accepted through an employer plan easier than you would by getting it on your own. A lot less painless too, because it's being deducted from your paycheck. And like we just talked about, what's deducted from your paycheck, you typically just don't notice. 
Other things, uh, some employers, many large employers offer long-term care insurance benefits and the cost of long-term care is out of sight these days. And Americans are living longer. The odds are becoming higher and higher that as we age, we're gonna be needing long-term care. You know, one out of four people are gonna be reaching the age of 90. And for husband and wives or, or partners, one out of 10 couples will both reach the age of 90. And the longer we live, although that's a good thing that we're living longer, also that increases the the uh, uh, chance that we're gonna be needing some level of long-term care. So the government doesn't cover that. If the employer offers that, it is substantially less expensive than what's offered through the individual marketplace. So knowing exactly what that employer is offering, go to those employee benefit meetings. They have representatives. The 401k company has a representative. Pick their brain. If they're not reaching out to you, well, you reach out to them. Those insurance companies offering the life insurance and long-term care or maybe even long-term disability. So if your employer only offers short-term disability coverage, long-term disability can be incredibly important to have. That is, if you become sick or injured, you want to make sure your income is replaced at least until you turn uh, Social Security retirement age. Those benefits are very important. And reach out to those representatives as well to know what's available to you. So if they ever do meetings um, at the home office, make sure you're a part of that and know exactly what your employee benefits are uh, at the place that you work at. Well, that's that's really important. And obviously, uh, you want to maximize benefits and your employee benefits. And you talk about maximizing a lot of things. You know, you want to maximize uh, everything you do and financially maximize your investments. Uh, and, you know, some people just don't think about ways to maximize benefits uh, when they're in their working years. But I'm glad you brought that up. And I can see where that is a habit of somebody who's a successful investor. Now, these have been great. Uh, we went through all seven. And uh, Jim, good stuff here. And if we all do these things, uh, hopefully we will have uh, more success with our investments and our finances. Uh, and this is a great start, especially uh, you know, as you get older, you want to make sure uh, that you have all this in order and are working with a financial services professional like yourself. Now, do you have anything else to add before we go today? No, Tony, just that if uh, investors have any questions, if you want to set up a face-to-face meeting, a phone call, a Zoom meeting, we've been doing plenty of those over the pandemic, you know, feel free to give us a call. In Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. McHenry, uh, Illinois, our number is 815-331-8096. We're here to help. We know investing, investment planning and the like can be overwhelming. And if you're not an expert in the field, using an advisor to help you with these decisions really can help make your retirement a success. Investment planning, well, you know, your advisor knows, you know, some what's performing well, what's not. They have good investment portfolios. Now, there's obviously a different from difference from one advisor to another. You've look look up their track record. You can do so in part online, making sure to, have they have they done well by their clients? Because if they haven't, you're going to find out online because the government keeps tabs on advisors who don't. Also, you know how many clients does that person have? 
you know, ask that question. The person should be able to reasonably give you an estimate as far as how many people do they work with, how long they've been around. You know, you can easily search the backgrounds of those advisors and also feel free to ask friends, family, you know, who, who are they working with? Um, we do financial seminars. It's a good way for people to get to, to know us in a non, non, uh, threatening environment. You know, you're not uh, going into an office of somebody you don't know and spilling your beans. You're just kind of getting to know how that person works. And if you feel comfortable, you think that person can help you. You know, we do that all the time. We've met a lot of good people through those financial seminars we do throughout Wisconsin and Illinois. And we're just here to help. I enjoy doing what I've, what I do. I've been doing it for a number of years, Tony. And, um, you know, I can always at the very least steer people in the right direction, whether they end up working with me or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important. That's great. Now we're out of time for today's show. Let our listeners know though, one more time, how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Okay, thank you, Tony. So if you're in Wisconsin, feel free to reach out to us at 262-729-4128. If you're in Illinois, our number is 815-331-8096. And again, feel free to go on our website, www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. You can view our last couple of podcasts. Uh, Also, uh, we have a book. That's available on our website called Your Guide to Retirement Income. I wrote that book back in 2014. Also, it's available on Amazon.com. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representative representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.